Can't get enough wrestling talk? Well, check out Ringside Rant with top guys RJ and Justin, the kings of ranting. The new shows drop each Friday morning at 9 Eastern, and it'll take you back to the good old days of pro wrestling, but also the not-so-good days. Ringside Rant is available on all podcast platforms, as well as full press coverage, Wrestling with Johnners Network, and the Shining Wizards Network. You can also follow the show on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows drop Friday morning at nine Eastern. That's ringside rant with RJ and Justin, a couple of top guys doing top guy stuff. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows Friday mornings at nine Eastern. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rand is with you this week. And introducing your host, he is Cincinnati's favorite son, J.D. Justin Davis. And from Rochester, New York, he is the man with the magical voice. RJ! And as always, welcome to Ranters Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Ringside Rant. I am the man with magic voice, RJ. He is. JD Justin Davis. I was gonna come up with something clever for you, but I guess I just lost it, Justin. But we have the honor of welcoming the third man in the booth, Mr. Pondwater Dave. Dave, what's up, man? Living the dream. Living the dream. I'm on vacation. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah, you you look to the two of you guys are lucky enough to go over to Nashville this weekend. I'll be watching on pay-per-view, but it's just like, man. Like hopefully I'll be watching on a monitor in the back, humble brag. I'll be, I'll be telling Dave to uh, turn around. He's fucking cheating, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you, you're going to be uh, you already got your pre-sales for the Bret Hart thing, right, Justin? Yeah. For Starcast, yeah. Forward to it. It should be a fun weekend. Uh, first time I've ever been to a WWE pay per view will be this weekend, and um, sitting in the sweet seats with the. Uh, Friend of the show ffp podcast people so should be a good time get the room with uh ireland adam adam from ireland adam, there you go so, you, you get out of there eventually should be a fun fun looking forward to it looking forward to seeing uh dave's little ass in the ring during the von eric match so that should be fun well that's a given right dave yeah, it is again. I, I am assigned that match. Okay, I, I figured it was. I think from what we talked about before, I couldn't remember if it was on, on or off recording, but uh, that Conrad would have uh, given you that match too. And that's that's no slouch. It is because they're was, facing the they're facing the Briscoes, right? Yes, and I was actually given a choice, and I chose I chose that one. What was it? What it was? What was it between that one and which one? Or can you say? You don't have to say if you don't want to. I don't know if I'm allowed to. Is it? An, was it? I, mean, I wouldn't it, think it's a big deal. He, you know, would you rather? And yeah, it, trust me when I tell you it was a Sophie's choice. It was hard to <laughs> see, but um, yeah. And you would think that the default would have been I picked the Von Erics because of my affection for world class championship wrestling. <laughs> 
But right. I mean, I do, I do, I, I do think it's neat that I'll get the referee for the Von Erics. But let's face it, Briscoes are stars. I am so impressed with the Briscoes and what they do. Well, after their match against FTR at the pay per view, holy crap! Main eventing again? Yes, I mean, well, I mean, they came off that performance at the Crockett Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, FTR. I mean, Briscoes at um. You know they 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 they're just incredible, and um, they they are they're very very talented, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing them in there with with the Von Erichs. And most of the matches I've seen the Von Erichs in are real heavily brawling style, so I have to think it's going to be a great matchup. Conrad's put together a great card for Ric Flair's last match. I'm also looking forward to that uh, between SummerSlam and you know meeting my idol Bret Hart and Ric Flair's last match. It should be a uh, Fantastic weeks weekend this weekend in Nashville. And I say this not disparaging what they did in 2018 with All In, but this show is every bit, you know, as far as a grassroots movement. Yeah. Well, for what what Conrad has done is just as equally impressive. I mean, there's not a there's not two uh, two thousand seat difference in the arena. If that's a twelve thousand seat arena, twelve thousand seats would have got sold. You're I'll go out about the Coliseum. Yes, and I'll go out on a limb and say that the buy rate for this will be greater than the buy rate for for All In. And you look at it, I mean, we all know that basically All In was a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Ring of Honor did it. And Cody and the Bucks were the hottest thing going, and they sold it out, I mean, quickly. And, yeah, it was very, very impressive. But, I mean, this this thing sold out, and – I mean, Ric Flair is the greatest of all time, but Ric Flair is also a 73-year-old man. That, you know, he's not too far off of being canceled. So I think this is a huge, 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 huge accomplishment. And then you look at this card from top to bottom. Where's the bad match at? There's no weak link. There's a weak match. There isn't. It's not like 2000 WCW. That's for damn sure. You got that right. <laughs> uh, but do you honestly, do you guys think to uh, one last comment on uh, Starcast and Rick Fuller's last match? And we'll get to the show today. But for both of you, do you think that this is a one off for Conrad or you think he's going to potentially do it again next year? Like court next quarter. What do you guys think? I can't imagine him wanting to do it again anytime soon. Right. Do you think it'd be I, like a Starcast thing, maybe? If he does next time he does a Starcast, he'll do it during Starcast. I don't know if he wants to promote another show again. If he I does, can't. if he does, I mean, how are you gonna top this? True, but <laughs> and I guarantee well, you that Vin, the- Vin, Vince McMahon versus Ric Flair inside a solid steel cage. <laughs> now, I mean, I believe that this is Flair's last one. Yeah. And and I just don't see how – I don't see how he could do this again and get as many wrestling companies to cooperate that has cooperated with this. I mean, yeah. that – the hell with your forbidden door. I mean, this is the United Nations of wrestling. This is like, They're all this in is, Switzerland having a great time because everybody seems to be neutral. I mean, you yeah. have put together it, – it's just – that speaks to, to his people skills. Conrad, Conrad's basically opened up the – forbidden garage door it's not the forbidden door it's a forbidden garage door and it's a i i don't know if he'd want to do it again or not to be honest he says that every star cast is the last one 
And when, but, what, five? Uh, never say never. Yeah, I mean, he said it after after one, we're not doing this again. Then after three, we damn sure ain't going to do this again. And then after five, this wasn't so bad. With, you know, I mean, after four. So it's a – I don't know if he wants to – I don't know if he wants to be a wrestling promoter again. And if he does, it's going to be on a much smaller scale, I believe. Right. But, uh, I, 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 but I can't imagine he has any more time left. I, I'm surprised he has time for everything he does now. I know he does a lot of, and I, I, I know he does a lot of. He's got a lot of people under him working for him, but still, it's tremendous like, pain. Tremendous. I don't know how he does it. Obviously, you're a lot closer to him than and than Justin and I are, Dave. But it's just unreal. Well, y'all are seeing the highest of highs, and our close and his close friends have seen the lowest of lows, and I don't know. This is. It killed an ordinary man. Yeah, well, it really would. Um, he's tremendous. But and, uh, so I'm—I mean, I'll never count him out from doing anything. But I'd be—I'd uh, yeah. be completely shocked if he's ever—if he ever promotes a wrestling show again. You know, one show that we kind of have to promote this week is Bash at the Beach 2000. So uh, before. We send it up to the ring to Mr. Rich Palladino, guys. Holy crap, this is going to be an interesting show, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah that's the <laughs> least. Oh, but, by the way, is uh, anybody, has there been anything happening in wrestling news lately? You guys hear anything been going on? Like, um, <laughs> maybe my, my, my. My 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 son my son started watching a lot more wrestling. That's about it. I I, I don't know about I don't know about anything else. I don't. I, yeah. I don't well, know. Maybe, maybe they're starting to play the game or something. I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> ah, see what I did there. Some old guy. Some old guy finally decided to retire. I told you, Rick, 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 Rick Flair versus Vince McMahon next Top Guy weekend, 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 weekend. Solid steel cage, cage, cage. I wonder if Vince can do uh, a podcast from prison. Think he can pull that off? He he ain't going to prison. He's not going to prison. <laughs> well, now, first... now you son of a bitches. Now I got to watch Office Space. We're not going to white collar prison. We're going federal palmy in the ass. Going prison. nowhere, and they've already established. I mean, it was already in two of the articles that I read that they're readjusting where the. I mean, he's paying it all back. He's making restitution for. I mean, he he's going he so there's not going to be. It just depends on how hard the United States is going to go after him for yeah. for what he did. I mean, as far as the funds that were used, but I mean, nobody. This ain't one of them deals where the, the shareholders lost. And they, I mean, the money was replaced and moved over. And he's seventy seven years old. How bad do they want to lock him up? If rumor and innuendo is Conrad gave him a loan for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody that doesn't need a loan because he's ranking in the big time ring announcing money is Mr. Rich Palladino. So let's send it up to the ring to him right now. It's the opening contest. This pay-per-view comes to us from the ocean center, not the national car rental center this year, this time. Justin, <laughs> I love the last that. week. The national car rental center. But uh, it's the Ocean Center, Daytona Beach, Florida. 22 years ago, to, or on the 9th of July, uh, it seems like they're they're trying to 
do some other venues, but at the end of the day, they really go back to Daytona Beach. Interesting. So WCW 2000, 6,500 fans are in the stands. You go to the other channel, and they're selling out major venues. It's just interesting to see the other side of the coin on this. Well, I think if you watch this show, you'll know why. Well, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the crowd was enthusiastic, though. The crowd was enthusiastic. Very yes. enthusiastic. But they were and in the bell they, they were probably just drunk. Well, <laughs> I, you'd probably have to be to watch 2000 WCW. Uh, but they're playing up this whole angle prior to the show. Uh, backstage dispute between Vince Russo and Hollywood Hogan. At this time, Vince Russo is head of WCW Creative. Uh, so, you know, that's a drizzling shit. Going into this, obviously, we'll get to it later in the show, but what were your guys' initial thoughts on this whole quote-unquote angle between Russo and Hogan? Yeah, I think at the time, I believed that I believed all the politics stuff about Hogan. But I do remember at the time being very, very uncomfortable about laying down and calling. I mean, I thought calling him made I calling him a piece of shit had gone way too far. Mm-hmm. I didn't come away from that feeling like ding dong, the bitch is gone. I felt like this, this is, this is more sad. You're a poor man. You're a poor man. You're a poor man's Vincent McMahon Montreal screw job. Yeah, how many times are we going to do this? It comes off very much like that. And he baby faced. He baby faced for the first time. He Hogan had been baby faced to to me. Yeah, but it it just didn't work out for me. I just Russo just always even his TNA days or his and even his WWE days too, before he jumped over to WCW. I just. It, it just didn't sit well with me. Like you said, Dave, it's like, it's one thing if you, uh, you know what you're doing, but I really don't think Bruce, he's trying to get over himself. I'm like, dude, you gotta get the talent over. And I was still at the time with Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett was, I mean, my introduction to Jeff Jarrett world class, he's light heavyweight champion. He, he competed as a light heavyweight. Then he went to the WWE. He was the intercontinental champion. I had a hard time buying into him as the world champion. I wasn't there with Jeff Jarrett yet. It was later in TNA when he was the NWA world champion that I got where I accepted, you know, he went to Japan and attacked Hulk Hogan and it worked for me at that time. At this time with, and I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not dogging Jeff when I say, it, cause I was like, I've always liked Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. But he was still in the assistant manager role, and I wasn't. I mean, when you put Jarrett, Flair, Hogan, Goldberg, Nash, one of these things is not like the other, mm-hmm. as far as perceived larger than life superstar. But I knew, with the exception of Ric Flair, that Jeff Jarrett could outwork everybody in that ring. I think when when Brett got hurt, that kind of slid Jared up into that upper level because he kind of 
took Brett's spot almost as the worker champion type of role, which they needed because, like you said, you have Goldberg, you got Nash, Hogan. Um, Jarrett kind of, I think, replaced Brett as kind of that working champ that they kind of needed. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I know that you're cute. I know you're a huge Bret Hart fan, but I never thought that Bret Hart was – I never thought Bret Hart was above the Intercontinental title in, <laughs> in WWE, WWF. I mean, I've always been under the assumption that Owen was better. Uh, that's not an assumption. That's a fact. Owen was better in the ring. And I think that if it wouldn't have been a steroid trial, that Bret Hart wouldn't have sniffed the world championship. Oh, in WWF. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I'm not saying that Brett can't work. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about perception. And, um, you're just bitter because he beat Flair for the, his first title. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he called me on it. He called me on it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's off to a ruckus start, guys. But uh, this, I, this card gets off to a ruckus start. Uh, prior to the first match, Young Dragons, man, take trying to take out the cat who's the commissioner at this time. <sighs> Gotta love 2000 WCW, right? We, we opened the show with three ball shots. That's pretty much should be a sign of how this show is going to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the young dragon stuff seemed fun and I forgot about it. And it did you recognize one of the young dragons though? This is the Sajiri. No. He's a current WWE agent. One, Mr. Jamie Noble. I did not recognize da- Jamie Noble. He uh you can I see was the wondering if one of them was Tajiri. No, um I don't know uh, if it was Tajiri, but I thought it might have been. I want to say, I know one of them, the like I, said, I know Dragon, for a fact. The Young Dragon should have grabbed Ernest Miller and did the old choppy choppy pee-pee gimmick. So it, they were, uh, hold on, they had the Young Dragons, you had Jimmy Wang Yang, Jamie Noble, <laughs> Kai, Kaz Hayashi. Jimmy Yang Wang is who I was confusing for Tajiri. Yeah, that was, yeah, but the most recognizable would be Kaz Hayashi there. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought that I thought it was fun. Um, I didn't. I mean, it was silly, but then it made me think about what had recently happened with the twenty four seven title. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was recycled. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. I forgot about it, and it just. I don't know. I mean, it just didn't seem like it needed to be going on. And Ernest Miller was so much of a part of the show that if he was getting his butt kicked in the back, every time he turned around by ninjas. Ninjas, ninjas. He shouldn't have been all over the place. So it was, it was excessive. I mean, so if, if Bret Hart was a ninja, what would his name be? Well, they should have, they should have pulled a WWE and brought in, uh, Chuck Norris to kick their ass. <laughs> that would have been good. Well, hey, well, you had uh <laughs> can't get much better than that, folks. We can just sign out right now. Um, so our first match of the evening, you got Lieutenant Loco, aka Chavo Guerrero, who is your cruiserweight champion, taking on Juventud Guerrera. Uh 
So when you don't think, or excuse me, when you think you couldn't hate Disco Inferno anymore, watch this match. Yeah. I, I saw nothing. You, I, I was looking for that. I was looking for the, for, for what, what the additional heat on Disco was. And I, just, I just don't like him. <laughs> you know, they had a Lakers jersey on. Yeah, that's not additional heat with me. Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing I notice is. Me too. <laughs> I mean, I hate the Lakers. <laughs> but, the thing, but the thing is, though, with this is, I think just they're trying too hard to get these people to interfere. Just I let thought, them wrestle. Yeah, the, I mean, it was a lot. But I thought the filthy animals were cool. I thought Ray, Ray Mysterio carrying a girl out that was bigger than him was good. <laughs> I wasn't mad at it. You know, Conan worked in that. That's enough. Yeah, he did. Uh, so, I, mean, I immediately thought about Dave Silva when I heard I was that. There for the, I was there for the field, the animals, and, you know, then here comes Major Guns and – you know, it's yeah, just we'll just let we'll just let that simmer. Major guns, go Google it. <laughs> well, maybe not. Depending, you might want to clear your browser. No, I just heard it's going to be. <laughs> well, I mean, they kind of go back to the old, uh, the old tried and true. You know, start a pay per view with um, kind of a lucha match, and it is what it is. I wasn't really impressed with this match. Chavo wins. Yeah. I mean, I thought there was too much outside interference. I thought coming back yeah. to the ring wearing everybody had a mask to wear. And then I'm not talking about a lucha mask. I'm talking about Halloween, uh, the Halloween store masks, mm -hmm. you know, and Mark Madden. <laughs> he was hard. <laughs> He was hard to bear through watching this fucking pay per view. What did you guys? What do you guys think of Scott Hudson on commentary? I liked him. Probably B's dad. Scott Hudson? Yes. Yeah. That's Polly B's dad all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you see it. Oh, you definitely see it. That's your damn shirt. <laughs> Polly B's. Yep. Yeah. I'll tell but you I what. Pretty much halfway through the show, Tony kind of threw his hands up and was just like, I don't know what to fucking do anymore. This shit, like. Yeah. You can tell he was like. <laughs> he, he, he At one point, he said, I, we're counting down, and I have no idea where we're going. <laughs> he literally, Yeah, he literally said that. Let's go. Let's go. Uh but Devin Dowling wanted to know too: Is this the correct match to open the show, or should it have been a different match? He thinks that uh, Booker T and Canyon should have opened. Uh, no, no. WCW is always luchas, right? luchas of all. I mean, opening set a pace. Yeah. And now they set a pace. Couldn't nobody follow? Well, right. They said a pace nobody could follow, but I don't think anybody would care about the cruiser, uh, the 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 hoovy, the hoovy weight, or the juicer weight, right? Whatever right. they were calling it. Well, in Devin's yeah. defense, this is two thousand, so he wasn't born yet. Yeah, so. yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. A, he wasn't even a twinkle in his freaking parents' eyes yet. If that didn't have all the outside interference and all the that, that going on outside the ring, it probably would have been barn burner match. And there were some great spots. That weren't being done every day back then. I mean, there was one where he did a, a leg drop, jumped over the top rope, and leg dropped all the way to the floor. Mm -hmm. And it looked like he uh, looked kind of dirty because he landed on Chavo. Mm -hmm. Well, that happened to hurt your ass. If you it was, um, I think it was good. I think it was a good match for the most part. I enjoyed it. 
but well, and it, it was one of less, the best. There could have been less going on outside the ring. And it was one of the better matches on the card, too, to be honest with you. You got three stars from old Uncle Dave. Don't um, put me five referees outside to maintain the peace, and they can't maintain the peace. Yeah. That's just like that's you don't know that the guy in the Laker jersey with the horror mask is not Disco Inferno. <laughs> At least change your jersey. Jesus Christ, you lazy bastard. Uh, so these next three matches, I really don't want to spend too much time on it because it, they were just very, very rough to watch. Uh, this next match, you had this WCW hardcore champion, Big Vito, defeating Norman Smiley and Ralphus. It turned into pretty much just Ralphus wrestling. There. Pretty much. Yeah. And, who, and who, had Ralph, who had Ralphus on your bingo card on, for this match, for this baby? I, think, I mean, that was that was a colossal mm-hmm. mess because I mean you want to see you want to see Norman come in and do the big wiggle. I mean yeah. Yeah. And Vito beat up Ralphus. <laughs> that, that's pretty much the MO how it was. You put, you put him in an elevator and separated him. Uh they should have put yeah. Ralphus in the elevator. Yeah. To the ring. Big wiggle, give the crowd what they want. And go home. And they well, just do you know what? That match was nothing compared to this next one. Oh <laughs> this Hancock one. versus Daphne in a wedding. Five, five jars, baby. That's a five <laughs> jar outing right there. What what's in the jars? The best spot oh. of the match. <laughs> I, the hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. The best spot of the match is when Hancock gets her head thrown into Flair's nuts. David Flair, the Devin Dowling, that is. Yeah. Um, the referee. Devin Dowling wishes. The referee gets his pants ripped off. Dave, have you ever had your pants rip, ripped off in the ring? On purpose. On purpose. I'm sure <laughs> it's happened not. before. Have you ever had I your have. pants ripped in the ring, period? I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, ripped, I ripped the whole ass out of a pair one night. Bent over and they went right. <laughs> Do you still have those pants? Do you still have them? Are they framed behind you? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> this was uh, this was early on, and I I went to a I wear I wear dickies. I've got I've, in fact I've worn the same pair of dickies in the ring now for fourteen years. So I'm going to isolate that and say I wear dickies. <laughs> Just well, put it on repeat. So then, for some reason, Crowbar, just to be like everyone else, Crowbar takes his pants off in this match. Which I liked. <laughs> I liked. It's just, it's comical. It's like, it was all you really down. You had Slick Johnson sitting down, acting like a degenerate. When when Stacy decided, I'm giving y'all what y'all want, she took her dress off and started shaking that. Yeah. That tail. Yeah. And, yeah and I mean, my God, Stacy Keebler. Still, still, she. she Still she's another level. She's to me, then, now, and forever will always be the most beautiful woman that's ever been in professional wrestling. And damn you, Eric Bischoff, for not putting her in play or not putting her in Playboy, talking her out of that. God damn it. And screw you, David Flair, too. For the best part of this match was Tony trying to sell everything, Man. trying to is the keyword. <laughs> and then you knew that the wedding cake was going to do it. And then I thought it was funny that they actually showed him trying to clean the wedding cake up after the match. Yeah. I mean, they, they did a whole segment in the back and then came to the ring and Tony and Madden and, um, and, and, uh, Hudson are trying to kill some time. And they just show them over scrubbing, trying to scrub cake. 
And it's just like, smearing like, all over ah, the place. Making a bigger mess. Yeah. And we had a guy with like he had a napkin bent over trying to wipe it with a napkin. And I was I thought that yeah. was funny. Yeah. So like they go to Ernest backstage. He's being spied on by the young dragons. Tony and crew are wondering if Hogan will show, of course. Tony almost yawns while talk while talking on the camera. You can tell he like stops it like right at the beginning of his yawn. Um, and then they show, like Dave said, they show people cleaning up the mats instead of putting the camera on Tony while he was talking, which I thought was kind of funny. But yeah. It WCW two thousand. That's gonna be our excuse for the whole episode. Uh but this next match for the WCW Tag Team Championships, you got the champions, the perfect event, which is Sean Stasiak and Chuck Palumbo taking I on do not remember this tag team. Chronic. I vaguely remember it, but I Chronic didn't... is Brian Adams and Brian Clark. It was, I mean. It was rough. They were green. The champions, oh, yeah. they were green. Um. I thought there was too many falsies towards the end, too many yeah. false finishes. Uh, the referee was watching, not counting. He was letting the double team stuff go. It was just there was. I mean that I don't know who that referee is. I mean, yeah, I, I actually wrote that I actually wrote that down. <laughs> it was the kid uh, with the red hair, right? Yeah, yeah he's horrible. He was uh, watching it. He they should charge him for They should charge him admission. Yeah, he's right. In the ring watching everything. Now, I kind of have a different take on this match. I actually kind of liked it. Now, here's why. I thought that both Brian and uh, Brian Adams and Clark both looked fantastic. Looked like Brian Adams had gotten himself in a lot better shape than he oh, was. Physically, um, they all look good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, I wrote down, who is this fucking redheaded ref? And I then I wrote down, Tony says it's Jamie Tucker. Never heard of him in my life. Isn't he a country singer? I I don't know. Sounds like a uh, country singer, doesn't it? I don't know. I mean, there was a kind of a bot spot where Clark sends Palumbo into the turnbuckle and he tries to follow him in with a clothesline and he like fell down on his own trying to fucking go. Oh, there was one where you could just see him openly talking to each other and they would it was not going like it was supposed to. I think <laughs> no. I was either I think it was Brian Clark trying to tell him what to do. Yeah, Brian, I mean, it, uh, it broke down, and it just—it is what it is. It was not a banger. It was. It well, like but they're also Brian trying Adams, to get. Brian Adams did like an F five, which is yeah. with kind of a unique move. But I've never seen that. Yeah, it was like an F three and a half. F3 and a half. <laughs> um, I don't know if he didn't know how to give it, or the other guy didn't know how to take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then. Chronic wins with a version of the Road Warriors finish, kind of that jumping off and Doomsday device. Yeah, but it was it was well it was well executed. Yeah, um, well executed. I'll I'll give them that. Yeah, I actually didn't hate it. I liked Chronic winning. I kind of forgot about them being the tag champs. But... It wasn't too, but it wasn't too bad of a match, though. It like you said, it was what it was. It's the the veterans trying to get the young boys over. Well. And also, the whole thing about the referee is that I bet I didn't notice that 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. I cried. I'm, I'm still trying to forget about it now. Uh, but we got Canyon and Booker T up next. A little over 10 minute match, three stars. <sighs> Two good workers. 
I'll give him that much, man. But it's just we 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 know Booker's still in the line for the title at the end of the show. Do you think it's just him getting overworked, or was he obviously he was in fantastic shape at this point? But is it just kind of just trying to shove him out there and see what happens? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're actually trying to push him a little bit for once with Cam. Yeah, I, I think Cam was getting a decent push. They might have tried to put ten pounds of crap in a five pound bag for this match. Right. Yeah. I mean, they told like story it was about little... the brick. Yeah. You know, and he swung the book like he didn't know the brick wasn't in there. But overall, I thought it was a really good match, though. I enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't a bad match. Mm-mm. But we had. Uh... I don't think we need Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, Jarrett comes out and hits. I think it's just overbooked. To be honest with you, we JJ with the... come out. Yeah, I guess it's some foreshadowing. You know, Jarrett comes out and hits Booker T with the. The, you know, yeah, you screwed Booker, and it all came back around for him. So right, maybe it, it wasn't a bad deal. Now, yeah, it all worked funny. out in the end. Trying but to get I, him over, yeah, as you said. but the, that's the theme of the show on these finishes: is we're all doing too much. Yeah, it's, uh, too it's much. terribly overbooked. Um, but we got the U.S. title up next. You got uh, Mike Awesome taking on uh, the champ Scott Steiner. Mike Awesome was a star. He's just, he was a star wherever he went. I love the fat chick thriller gimmick. That seventies guy. The yeah, the Mike Awesome was a fat chick thriller. He'd back her talking to the, to the fat lady that was waiting to sing. And and I don't know, if, I can't remember the the blonde that was doing the interviews in the in the bikini top. Um, oh, it doesn't uh, matter what her name is. But anyway, Awesome got mad at her because you, you don't look as good as she does. So you're hating and ranting because she walked off while she was trying to interview Mike. And but I mean, he that man was huge and he could move like a cruiserweight. I uh, I ended up seeing him face um, Masahiro Tanaka in ECW in Buffalo. Holy crap! November to remember ninety nine. Unbelievable match, and even really just a few months before this, yeah, fine, yeah. So I would have enjoyed Mike Awesome more if my introduction to him would have been World WCW. But what I saw him as is ECW, and that he didn't that didn't translate to WCW. I was highly disappointed. Yeah, Uh, seventies guy. Yeah, Devin's back. He wants to know why don't you think Mike Awesome uh, was a bigger star? Not a bigger star in WWF. You WWF. think it was just wrong time, wrong place kind of thing? I don't remember a Mike Awesome getting a shot in WWF. No, I don't either. That's what he's I, – I don't think he did either, but that's what uh, Devin wanted to know. Obviously, <laughs> he, obviously he's confused because he's the freaking David Flair of ad-free shows. But... WCW. Maybe, maybe he meant WCW. And WCW – Proved time and time again they did not know what to do with. They were good about picking off somebody's talent, but when they got them, they didn't know what to do with them. Right. Yeah. This match actually opens up with they fight into the crowd, and I wrote down you don't really see that in a lot of WCW. That was more of a WWE CW thing. You didn't see a lot of people fighting the crowd in WCW. Um, 
Steiner almost didn't get Mike over on a belly to belly there toward the end. Did you notice that? Like he almost landed right on his head. Yeah. Barely got it, got over and through it. <laughs> uh, I thought the match was good. Thought the match was entertaining until Ernest Miller interjected himself. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah. saying that the Steiner recliner is illegal. So he de- yeah. DQs Steiner and runs off with the U.S. belt. How many times are we going to screw somebody? I mean, why are we screwing every champion in the company? Well, oh. apparently you don't know what the next match is because it screwed everybody over because you had to watch it. You got Vampiro and I did not watch it. Demon. In oh, a graveyard match. Bastard, because I did. No, I, I mean, like, I, I was watching, I had Apple TV on, and I said, fast forward three minutes. <laughs> fast forward two minutes. I mean, six, like, fast six, forward. Six minutes and 40 seconds. Is I, I fast forwarded all the way through it, did not watch it. My only, the only th- my takeaway was, oh, look, it's a theatrical match. Oh, man. I mean, it was rough. The demon is in his kiss paint, or Tardy has heat with me because I fucking hate kiss. Um, it's just, I Why felt so friends? bad, huh? Why are we friends? <laughs> <laughs> I just felt bad for Charles Robinson having to be a part of this bullshit. Robinson ends up in the pond trying to get the demon out by the end of it. Oh, his uh, hair. Yes, they fought in a pond, and it was fucking ridiculous. Charles Robinson is truly ageless. He still has the He hasn't changed a bit. Nope. I just don't really know what to say about this match. That's what I wrote. I'm like speechless. Next, next. Theatrical match. Why the hell did we do it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Take up time. Take up time. Did you know this? Watchers of this pay-per-view, if you send in your bill uh, with proof that you bought the pay-per-view, you can enter to be Goldberg's guest manager. Wait, wait. Is that real? Oh, shit. How about that? Hold on. I'm going to go do that now. Hold on. Yeah, go send that in. And also call one nine hundred nine zero nine. Yeah, get 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 those get those details on the pay per view. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Don't ask your get, parents, kids. Get your parents' permission. <laughs> so, next match we got Shane Douglas taking on Buff Bagwell. All I have to say is Tory freaking Wilson. Roll. <laughs> She's out there. She had them things out. Oh god. Good Lord. And screw Corey you, Wilson. Billy. Screw you, Billy Kidman. But uh I noticed uh, that I was really impressed with Shane Shane Douglas's promo before the match, guaranteeing yeah. guaranteeing a win. I thought I thought it was a good match, telling the story about Buff's neck. Um man, Tori Wilson though. I loved it. Right, right. Especially at the end of the match, too. But do you uh Shane Douglas, maybe we haven't really talked about. Uh, known for a lot of his ECW stuff. Uh, obviously, the historical <laughs> throwing intercontinental, the ten, intercontinental champion. You know, well, Gene but he's Douglas. known for throwing the ten pounds down on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying they all can kiss his ass. Uh, why don't you think that he got? We know why he didn't go to WWF, but. Why don't you think they didn't push him a little bit more in WCW? Kevin Nash? Yeah, didn't like, didn't care for him, you don't think? Well, I know that he had problem with the click. He had had problem with the click in WWE. Yeah. And that might have followed him because Nash was the booker. I don't know that I've heard anybody say it. It would be a good question. But was he the booker? But was he the booker at this time? I think Nash was booking with Russo there. 
With he was okay. I, I think that time, I maybe that's something we can ask him. Yeah. I mean, it would be a it'd be something I'd like to know. I mean, Kevin Kevin Nash, I don't think is gonna say, yeah, I don't like Shane. I mean, I know that the story was is that with when all that was going on with Brett, that Shane Douglas had spoke up about it. Sure. And I think I know he got sideways with Click at one point, well, that and that kind of followed him down there. That makes um, sense. So I think that happened to a lot of people. But doesn't change that he was a tremendous performer. Oh no, no doubt. He could work. He could talk. He had a look. Did you see? If have you seen his work? And I know, um, Justin, you probably haven't. But did you see Shane and uh, Al Snow and ECW? This goes back probably. Mid nineties, maybe late nineties, before he came to WCW. I don't recall much. I'd have, I'd, I'd have to go back. I know it was on. I know it was on um, pay per view. I just couldn't. I want to say Living Dangerously for some reason. I, I may be wrong, but I'll have to Google it when I get back. But it's just El Snow is one of the, another one of those guys, just ageless. He's obviously he's down in. Uh, Justin's neck of the woods down there in Kentucky, the other side of the mountain. Uh, yeah, I'm running OVW. OVW, yes. So, which is a fantastic promotion. Uh, and I know you can get that. Uh, you, you, can you guys pick that up on broadcast TV? I can't. I, I don't have broadcast TV. I stream everything. Oh, you stream everything? I'm the same way. Oh, well, so, well, shit on me then. All right. <laughs> uh, um... After the Douglas match, Douglas wins with Tory Wilson's help, of course. But Jeff Jarrett is being interviewed by Mean Gene, and I don't know why this fucking broke me, but he calls Gene a Jurassic, Jurassic slap ass. He <laughs> 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 got me too. Because <laughs> I was thinking, is Jurassic Park come out that time? <laughs> Wait, this is no. Well, probably one one of them, maybe. Maybe the third one or second one. Um, it had been the first one. The first one was like 94, right? Yeah, that was like 94, 95. Yeah. He said Jurassic Park or Jurassic World? Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's... Um, so anyways... I'll a Jurassic slap ass. Got all over yeah, <laughs> Jurassic slap ass. Um, uh, so now, here we go. We got Jarrett and Hogan for the world that, title. 93. Hogan looked like a complete superstar walking down that hallway in the Hollywood gear. Yeah. Yeah. Jurassic Park was 93. Okay. Budget sixty three million. Box office one point zero four six billion with a Good B. Lord. That was the first one. No wonder they've made like eight of them because they made a shit ton of money. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, we were just talking about this fantastic catches catch match between Hogan and Jared that we oh, had. all all of one minute and nineteen <laughs> seconds. And obviously, this is one of the things, too, if you listen to Eric. I know Eric's talked about it on his show, 83 Weeks. I know Jeff's talked about it on My World. What it obviously is outside points of view. Do you get you guys lean more on a work or a shoot on this or a little bit of both? I think it was a work. I don't know that it all went to work. Well, I mean, I've always been told that Russo went too far, Con Hogan a piece of shit. 
is what put it over the edge. Yeah. It became real personal in the lawsuit. Do you? Do I know you I didn't that- like it. And it baby faced Hogan to me for the first time in his career. Because yeah. I wasn't a Hulk Hogan guy. I was always a Ric Flair guy. I believe that Hogan was problem, that he was uncooperative. I mean, I believe everything I heard from the dirt sheets about him, right, wrong, or indifferent. And I don't know that I feel that way about it now. Mm-hmm. Because I can go back and see the times that he was very, very um, not selfish. Mm-hmm. So, but at the time, I just know that I didn't like the laying down. It felt like great value, Vince McMahon, Montreal screw job. That showed no creativity. Why are we doing this? Let's and it baby faced Hogan to me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell. And it just seemed like, like we have two wrestlers that did not wrestle. And we got Russo that's making it about him. And that's how I felt. Do you think uh, Devin also is back for the last question? Was uh, do you guys think Russo's promo was needed here? And do you think it hurt the future of WCW? I think it did. I think this did, whole that, that hurt thing. that it hurts his future of WCW. Yeah, you mean? I don't think right. this. I don't think this whole angle helped WCW. The whole anymore. angle hurt it. The yeah. promo wasn't needed, but if you did it, the promo was needed. Yeah. Well, right. It makes sense. Yeah. If you do one, you need it. If you don't, then. But, but we do didn't think... need any of it. Well, right. You could just scrap the whole. You could just scrap it out. But yeah. is it just a matter of we got to get Hogan on the card no matter what, brother? No. I, I think really what it was. And I do think it was a work. But I think it was something to where. They tried to work something out probably all day, the day before, couldn't come in, come, couldn't get agreement on anything, and so they just come up to do this stupid fucking thing. Well, I do believe Hogan, Hogan would be adamant about not putting Jeff Jarrett over. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I get it. Oh, I get that too. Do you think? I mean, so I, but I do believe that, and it's a. But I mean, the whole throughout the whole show, sports entertainment was hammered several times by the announcers and then just flat out, this is off script. I hate saying that, but we're off script. And I, I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. Right. Uh, Uh, I mean, it was definitely uh, unique in the fact that they did something I've never seen done before, but you know, I've never seen anyone, uh, you know, I don't know. Fuck a monkey. It doesn't mean it, it should happen. It needs to happen. So uh, I I don't know. That, this is pretty much what that was. They they were some monkeys fucking some footballs on this on this pay per view. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> this is when Tony says, "And we're counting, but I have no idea where we're going," <laughs> which I love because Tony's just Shivani in it at this point. Right. So, uh, top guy Bobby wants to know before we move on, uh, to describe the storyline in your own words, if the Hogan and Jarrett storyline had been played out. So if it would have continued instead of, uh, um, the Booker T being inserted into it, do you think it would have worked? Mm. I, it's an interesting pairing. 
And you know what? I found myself actually looking forward to the match, like before I remembered, oh yeah, this is that shit. But I don't know. I think it could have worked. I mean, obviously, Jarrett's the heel, Hogan's the babyface. Why can't it? Mm-hmm. But I just don't know that. Huh, man, I don't know. That backstage at this time period was so toxic that I doubt it would have worked. You know what I mean, Dave? Them, mm-hmm. Those two together. Yeah. At the time, I, I didn't want to see Hogan anymore. Oh, I yeah. I'm with you on that. I wanted to see something different. Well, I think a lot of the fans would like that too, Dave. I really do. Because you're starting to see the writing on the wall. Yeah, you, you want to see something different, so they give you Vampiro and wrestling in the pond. <laughs> I won't say that. <laughs> oh, God. And speaking of something I really didn't want to see either, was Goldberg taking on Kevin Nash next year. Um, I'm not going to tell you that lie, because I still pop from Goldberg to this day. Yeah. I, I, I tell you but, what, you're really getting on my nerves, Dave. You already come <laughs> in get on Bret Hart. Now you're gonna fucking put give the flowers to that goddamn Bill Goldberg's Goldberg. Goldberg's a big deal. Uh, a big fuck up is what he. I is, mean, if it? we're looking for positives in <laughs> WCW, Goldberg, they, Goldberg, they did right. He's a draw though. He was the draw though. He's a star, and he still presents himself as a star, even when he showed up, and even when he screwed up in Saudi Arabia. I almost I mean, killed the Undertaker. I'm just saying it's <laughs> Undertaker's lucky. Brett can tell you. Undertaker got hey, lucky. And, and I personally did and I and I've seen Bill Goldberg do some douchebag stuff in person mm-hmm. that that made me mad and personally cannot stand him. And but the, the dude's got a presence, and to me, he's a star. And um, I'm sure I wanted to see the rematch at that time between him and Kevin Nash. Because of the, um, they done him. They did. They hit him with the with the stun stick and ended the streak. So the whole angle here on this match is they get to the end. Steiner turns on Nash. Why? Why did they have? Why did that occur? What did they do with that angle after? I don't really remember. Trying to make Goldberg a heel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were. I I totally thought that at the end of the match. I'm like, man, Goldberg's like really fucking heelish. They were making Goldberg a heel. And they're trying they're, well, they're, try- they're trying to they're trying to they, they i mean that, that promo before was was 100 babyface with nash yeah about, about scott hall yeah well but and i think scott hall at this time was obviously he's had probably had better days at this time but uh we go backstage here to gino with booker t backstage talking about his title match here with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, dude, I just, Booker T's gold, man. Whatever he does, I'll watch it. Yeah, he's a very entertaining character. I mean, you just, like you said, you want to watch what he's doing. Um, and I was always a huge fan of, of this time of Booker T because I thought he was just like legit. Like he looked the part. He was a fucking fantastic worker for his size. Um, and he had personality uh, to go with it. So I was glad that they were finally putting the belt on him and mm-hmm. finally, you know, giving other guys uh, opportunities other than Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash, you know. So I was well, happy that, with it. I remember I was really happy with it when it happened. Well, let's not, think, let's not forget about his dancing partner here, too, because as good as the match can be, 
your dancing partner has to be good too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that pairing with Jarrett and Booker was perfect. They know each other. They've worked together for so long. And, and you hear it works. You even hear, you even hear Tony say it like at the end or at the beginning of this match that this is what like the new WCW is. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna give opportunities, I guess, to like the good wrestlers, I guess is what he was trying to imply. You right. know, because he, he was definitely pushing putting that over, like you're looking at the you know the face of the new WCW. Well, thank you for the time. I realized that they were trying to do something different, but it couldn't compete with what was going on on the other channel. Yeah. Oh no, no chance. And Especially two thousand, where I used to watch Nitro live, and then I had a, and I had a C-band satellite, and I would move it to USA West, and I would watch Raw on the West Coast. Yeah, because at the time, towards the end of WCW, we may have got into DVRs, right? But I want to say that for the most part, in the Monday Night Wars, I was Nitro Live, Raw on the repeat. I was I was a flipper. I'd wait for one to go commercial. But I think I got to where I was watching Raw live and catching WCW because it would replay right after. Yeah, and I would watch the replay. Yeah, I used to do that too. And like I know, like if a shitty match came on one, a match you didn't care about, you'd flip it. I'd always just flip it over the other, see what's going on over there. Um, it was an interesting time period. There's no doubt about that. And of course, I told my mom that you know it would be on till eleven, so I go to bed at eleven. Well, then they'd go over two or three minutes, and she'd be yelling, "Turn it off!" I'm like, "They're going over the time period. <laughs> we're desperately out of time. We're desperate. Wait, no, we're not." <laughs> well, also, there's uh, a lot of times that I bowled on Monday night on the league. Yeah. I was actually on a um, on a uh, WCW Nitro League, and they really would, we'd, watch, we'd watch Nitro while we bowled. <laughs> That's and awesome. I, yeah, we used to get um, we used to get merch at the end of it. We get like um, WCW bowling balls, or yeah, or you could get a jacket, or it. But we what we'd uh we'd have the wrestling on the on the screens while we yeah. bowled. And you know what, Dave? Uh, did you ever think while you were doing that that you'd be bowling with Tony Schiavone one of these days, like we did at uh, Loki <laughs> Big Hog Weekend? No, never, never saw that coming. <laughs> that, 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 that fucker got you a told me twenty on years goal. ago that I can call Tony Schiavone. I yeah, wouldn't have believed I know, it. <laughs> I know. Fucking Schiavone, he got a strike on his first roll too. That cock, but I, I still beat his ass. Well, he, he shot he, he shot his he shot his shot too early. Well, he just Shivani the rest of it like he usually does. Well, well <laughs> that goes without question. Uh so that was the main event. You know, Jared or excuse me, Jared loses the title to to Booker here. I just I just wish they would have done more. Obviously, Booker really reinvented himself like time and time again in WWE after he they closed shop here in WCW in a matter of a year. So all in all, you know, it had its good points. You know, this, this main event was, it was a good match. Compa- obviously compared to the rest of the show too, but you know, it, they had for the most part, they had the beginning and the end taken care of. It's just fucking everything else in the middle. That was all messed up. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot good about it. Like you said, the main event, finally, we, we got something good out of that angle. But 
I mean, I'm sorry, but when you've got that fucking graveyard match and the wet and the wedding gown match, I mean, ugh, that puts a bad taste in your mouth. And sure. fucking hardcore, really, I think maybe what I hated the most was Big Vito and, and fucking Ralphus fighting. Oh, yeah. Is, do we need this on a pay-per-view, really? Yeah, I don't think so. Know, that, that that sounds that's that reeks of thunder yeah that is a thunder <laughs> i will not have you sit here and disparage stacy keebler and white lace panties <laughs> you we never got, said anything about that we also got a bunch of dudes well, he nice said about the wedding we don't need that wedding dress match yeah we don't well we also got a have, lot of dudes in tidy whities dave but she didn't have the one <laughs> that she didn't have the dress on for that long so it wasn't really technically a wedding dress match mm. So, <sighs> Stacy Keebler. <laughs> Stacy Keebler is all the way live, man. Like the combo of her and Tori Wilson back in the day, it made it, move, <laughs> it made it move a little bit, as Dave would say. <laughs> it a moved little, a little. <laughs> <laughs> it did the it did the big wiggle. <laughs> well, this was it was thirty four at the time. <laughs> a, a buff. <laughs> Wait, there, there, there's not that. No, it was 34 at that time. <laughs> Coming soon to Power Days Processing Teas. It was 34 at that time. Did it blow out the candles, Dave, for its birthday? Did it have its own zip code? Donated blood to develop blue chew. Uh, there you go. <laughs> he you he donated. Is he is the perfect test dummy for that. Oh, it's not a. Never mind. There. No. Anyway, so for the last time, Justin, let's bring Elijah in to hit the button. Let's get musical. Let me hear your body talk. This is going to be the last installment of wrestling with music. Next week, we're going to be going over and ranking something brand new. So stay tuned for that. Uh, or you could just simply just stay tuned to our Twitter at underscore ringside rant for the details on that. But when you think, I was thinking about going out with a bang, Dave, at Justin. So without further ado, Le Champion, the Demo God, Whatever the hell you want to call him, he is Chris Jericho with Judas. Wow. <laughs> the light. It's a by 
stop it there. Where'd the clowns go? Oh, there they are. Why? But why? <laughs> why are there clowns in the video? He's like, I finally got a good song. Like, this is going to be that good song that I've got. So let's throw... Cl- Nobody likes clowns. Let's throw them in there. <laughs> sure, why not? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna paint my face later on. You might as well put crown or clowns at crowns. Clowns in it. Son of a bitch. Good lord. I'll but, say this about that song. But it hits. That song is Chris Jericho. That's a good song. Yeah, I think this is why it gets up the list a little bit higher. Because as someone, you know, I feel like that that song gets sang by the whole arena every time it yeah. hits. And you don't see that with every theme song. Like literally everyone just breaks and I've seen it firsthand at two different pay-per-views. It's not so a heel like, entrance. No. No, it's, it's not. not. When they so, when he wants to be a heel, he should have took song away from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well I mean WWE was smart enough to do that to Robert Rude. You can't keep giving us glorious. The song's over. Yeah. Right. Because everybody wants to say, well, they say the same thing with uh, uh, Shinsuke. Yeah. They brought, they gave him that back because everybody was, you know, singing along to that, yeah, or humming or cheering along to whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, Those are special that, songs when that happens. No, exactly. I, I want to say this is top ten. To be honest with you, hmm, I don't know if I can. You don't think you can get that? I don't know. I mean. It's very, it's a very good song, but I don't know that. Like, okay, I could see it maybe at ten in front of Rock, in front of Jake Roberts. Do you think so? What do you I think like Har- I like Harlem Heat shit better though. That's what well, I'm. Saying. We're gonna re- we're gonna redo this and give a true top ten out of the hundred, right? Yeah, <laughs> event. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, we're we're gonna have that. Uh... We're gonna have that. We're gonna have to do that because people are gonna be crapping on us, anyways. I think what we're gonna do, we're gonna take our list out of here. Why don't we? We can basically what I'll, I'll make the executive decision. Once we get, we'll take a quarter of the list, the top quarter of the list, the top twenty-five. Give it to the three of us, maybe a fourth through a round table, and go from that twenty-five. Come up with your top ten. Hmm. The problem is, though, is that most of you got top 10 songs in the last 75. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll give you the whole damn list and you can figure out your top 10. Just tell, just I'll give you the list and there we'll be done. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just gonna try to make it easier for you, Dave. You didn't have to read that much, but what the fuck? We'll just let you and Amy battle it out for what the top we 10 We can. Is. There you go. There's the, there's hey there there's the pre-show for the Rick Flair's last match. Don Water Dave versus Amy. I cannot argue with Amy. I'll roll over. <laughs> I'll lay down. Submit. I, I give up. I give up. I'll lay down quicker. I'll lay down quicker than Ho- I mean than Jarrett did. <laughs> doesn't work for me, brother. Um, all right, Justin. So what uh, would this week? There's a better person than Amy's too nice to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> she's too nice to be part of every shows seriously i i love having her and being a top gale but she's just way too nice kind of like you got, what song we got next oh my pick your pick we're gonna All we're gonna right. save the best for last with dave and then the mystery one well i pick i just was kind of thinking in my head what kind of classic ones have we not thrown on the list and this one was the first one that popped in my head 
So uh, let her rip. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man Oh, of course you did. Oh my god, you have it. Oh, over there. I've got a DiBiase shelf. Do you? I've got a belt that's autographed by him and Junior. Got all these, all these Texas boys Funko. stick together. You got to. <laughs> uh, I even got the backdrop here with Brother Love, with Brother Love, DiBiase, and Virgil. Now let's talk about this song. This song will pop into my head randomly at times, and I'll just start singing it. And it probably all my life when we start talking about money or something money 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 i hear that song that goes money 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 i was like no that's not wrong it's money 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 um, about right. i always like the song it's a great heel song i like that it has ted talking in it and laughing which is good um overall i, I like it what do you think about it dave Oh, it's it's iconic. It's fifteen at the lowest. Yeah, yeah. I I could put it definitely right there. I could put it in front of Ultimate Warrior though too. But Ultimate Warrior's song is pretty iconic. Well, I would even I I could get with fifteen. Put I it think right at 15. you could strongly you could strongly make an argument that it's top ten, and when we eventually do the top ten. Yeah, it would be one that will, if it's not top 10, it'll be 11, 12, or 13 for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. I feel, I feel, uh, I feel good that I did a good thing. Look, I here I am contributing to the list. I can't believe we haven't played that one yet. I'm surprised we haven't played the, well, the last one we're gonna do here too because I no. looked at the list and I'm like, holy crap, we gotta have this mystery one in here. But you know, the funny sure. thing is when we did when we started this. RJ didn't think there was enough songs to keep going. I'm like, bro, there's, Man, there's a I lot. Obscure, I went obscure thinking that I was getting one that without putting, because I mean, it's kind of last minute and I had, I, I needed the list and I'm like, there's no way this, this one needs to be on there. There's no way that it's not on there. And then I saw the other songs that were being picked tonight and like, how the hell don't those aren't there? I know. Well, but you also take it, it's like I said before, Dave. All. Just an oversight at this point. Well, like I said before, it was just a matter of we wanted to do it something that was associated with the show. And it just got to the point where it was just time and time again, it was the same ones over and over again. So it's like, screw this, we'll just do whatever. So, but Dave, what did you end up picking this week? Another one bites the dust by my favorite band. Let's do it. Greatness, greatness of this queen. Junk, junkyard dog, right, Dave? Yes. This predates his sexual assault ballad, Grab Them Cakes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. 
kind of replaced sexual assault ballad. <laughs> Listen to the words of grabbed them cakes. Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? And this is what I heard first time I saw Junkyard Dog in person. Mm-hmm. He'd come in at the sportatorium to wrestle Kamala. Oh, no, sure. Yeah. The Junkyard Dog used to come out to uh, Atomic Dog. Uh-huh. And, but uh, of course, it was replaced in WWE by Grab, by, by grab Them Cakes because it's copyrighted music. Yeah. And I'll so, tell you, I mean, this, this is a great wrestling song, though, because, you know, he's like, I'm going to get you, you too. And another one bites the dust. And it all kind of, you don't think about it as a something related to wrestling, but it fits real well. Yes. And I was trying to think of who else used it. I think it was used in some Joel Watts music videos, but it's probably about the Junkyard Dog. Um, I mean, it's licensed music. It's obscure from a very short period of time. So I think it has to go down low on the list. Probably no higher than, no, probably no higher than 75. Well, because it's Queen, I drank at number one, but I'll let you put it wherever you want. I to. mean, as far as <laughs> wrestling themes. No, I I know. I could do what about I actually right? have, I, Let me see if I can show you guys this. I did this with the cricket on my desk. Hold on. Look at that. Yeah. Got me a little Freddie Mercury there on the desk. Why don't you have any pants on? I do have pants on. And hey guys, I've said this before. There's something about licensed music that that today's generation, with the exception of the licensed music that AEW is using, I mean, when I hear Lagrange, it's the my memories aren't ZZ Top. My memories are the Von Erics. When I hear Smooth Operator, it's Ravishing Rick Rude. When I hear Sharp Dressed Man, it's not only Jimmy Garvin, it's the Fantastics. I didn't know Rude came out to Smooth Operator. Yeah. The smooth operator, yes. that one. Yeah, he was do, using that when he came to when he came to world class. Huh. And, and, um, I mean, the, the but you'll hear those songs and Freebird was with 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 the Freebirds and then later Bad Street, but uh, Iceman King Parsons, we are family. So when I hear these songs, Texas, when I die for David, when I hear these songs on the radio, uh. When I hear Hank Jr. sing, you can't judge a book by just looking at your cover. I see Dusty come into the ring. Mm-hmm. When I hear Dion sing The Wanderer, I remember Ric Flair bringing it out on a tape recorder on TBS. <laughs> you can't find it on the network because it's licensed music. But if you look up Ric Flair, The Wanderer, it's a sex- session where he plays the song and he's sitting there like he's just, and he's dancing and with Janie on the left and Mary on the right. And, and I mean, what is that the one, the wanderer? Like, I'm the kind of guy you're like, yes. And yeah. what was, how perfect was that for Ric Flair? Yeah. So, and now, I mean, when I hear Cult of Personality, it's CM Punk. When I hear Jungle Boy song, is it, you know, if like it or not, every time I hear Wild Thing now, it's going to be Moxley. I, it might be Moxley. It's probably going to be Charlie Shane from Major League most of the time, though, if I'm being honest. And right. When I hear um, I Touch Myself, I think of RJ. So, there's that. Wait, when you touch <laughs> yourself, you think, oh, never, never you mind. Know I mean. yeah, when I touch myself, I think of Stacey Keebler. Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. My wife ain't going to know what hit her tonight. 
<laughs> he's gonna watch that. Gonna get, he's gonna watch gonna, that wedding match one more time. He's gonna be like, "What got to you?" She's she, she's gonna catch the F two tornado from Poundwater Dave. I'm wedding season's over. Hey, by the way, uh, has, how's the goose situation out there, dude? Oh, I gotta tell y'all this, and I tried to videotape it, and I screwed it up. I was up to seven geese. Had the two geese. The two geese and the five babies, and they that, those things grow quick. Yeah. Anyway, they were making a big mess around my place, and that's when I started having the issue. Because honestly, they only went after me once, and I think. But belt. you know what? I'll say for those geese, at least they shit in your yard and not on your bathroom floor, like some people, you know. Well, so. true, but <laughs> I've got I've got eighteen acres, and my patio is a thousand square feet of concrete. A thousand square feet on 18 acres, and the geese are gonna come crap on it. <laughs> so that so anyway, I I came home one day and my driveway's 700 feet long. And as I look at it, and it's gravel, and the geese are on the side of the house. They're on the side of the house. And I kind of slowly start rolling. And I get to the part where I'm I'm getting close to them now. <laughs> And they're still, they're kind of starting to turn. They're not in any hurry. Yeah. And I put it to the floor <laughs> and laid on the horn. I'm holding my phone in one hand trying to record, and I did not get it recorded. I'm so what disappointed. Uh, what did they I do? I mean, you got, you got seven of them. They go from running to flying. <laughs> and I come flying off the end of the driveway like the Dukes of Hazard out in the yard heading towards Pond and turn around and come back. And then about three days later, they were in the driveway again, and I'm going to try it again. But it had been raining, so I didn't go full blast, but I still scared them off. Yeah. And, um, you know what you need? You know what you need is a fucking air horn. Just walk outside and just hit that fucking air horn. Oh, if I see them, if I ever saw them close to the patio on my ring camera, I would set the siren off, and that would normally startle them. <laughs> but anyway, the next morning, they, they had left, and they haven't been back, but... Like one day last week, my wife sent me a picture of like 50 of them out there. <laughs> and they didn't stay long. That'll happen occasionally. Yeah. But, um, next year when they come to lay, I'm going to see if I can run them off before she lays and just not allow it next year. Because she's came and laid, in the, and I may soften up because, honestly, I really enjoyed them. I'm coming to lay in Nashville this weekend. <laughs> but the, it's amazing. It's not it's the same thing. They, that they will show up and put their nest in the same place year after year and almost to the same day because I had it show up on my Facebook memories and she laid on the same day that she laid the year before. Yeah. And it was, um, and I enjoyed having them around and I would have never run over them with the truck. I believe me. I'd have hit the brakes if I got close to them. I scared them. Right. No, I know. I know you wouldn't, you wouldn't but, hurt them, but, but I, but I'm going to try to nip it in the bud next year because my granddaughter likes to go down by the pond and I don't need her dodging goose crap. Right. Now, let me ask it you this. It's getting really messy down there. Would like um, like a fake snake or a scarecrow or something work? You got real snakes. That ain't stopping them. That's true. <laughs> the only thing that's going to keep them out of that pond is... A, the only thing that's going to keep them out of the pond is an alligator. Because I can tell you what my grandpa used to do in our tobacco barn... He, he would buy one of those like blow up snakes and they got big eyes on them and he hung them up in the top of the barn to keep birds and shit up out of there. 
So hmm. I don't know. There something might work. You might want to investigate. Well, I was I was shocked that the babies lived this year because last year I watched them. They they got picked off fairly quick, and it was kind of it broke my heart honestly that she hatched so many and I, they we were losing them left and right. I don't know if the turtles were getting them and pulling them under. Mm. We had coyote, a uh, wolf out there, coyote, uh, mm. might've got them at night. I mean, cause I don't know what goes on out there at night. Um, there's some weird shit down there in Texas. That's where the chupacabra lives too. I'm in Mississippi. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's and right. That's why I said that I, when, when they left, I wasn't assuming that I'm the one that ran them off. I started looking at the pond real hard to see, make sure I didn't have a gator in there. Oh yeah. Cause over the last six years, we've had two gators. Really? Mm. You, yeah, we had to get, get rid of them, but we had to get them removed pretty quick. Now, how do they do that? Some Not idiot gets in the fucking pond, drags some bitch up out of there. Well, yeah the the last one, the game warden came out and said, "Do you mind if I shoot it?" And I what? said, "I'd shoot it if y'all didn't mind. You're not allowed to kill him." Yeah. And he goes, "Well, he's small, but he's elusive. He's elusive." <laughs> and then so then I got a buddy that traps, and he brought a guy out, and that dude cast out one time. And he hooked the gator and brought it in. And it was a little bitty one. Maybe it wasn't even two feet long. And he just kind of put his foot down on it and taped its taped his mouth shut, carried it over, threw it and threw it in his toolbox and took it down yeah. to the big black river and let him go. And what'd he do? Like put a chicken wing on a hook and put it down. No, no, he hooked it. It was like oh. a like I don't even think it was a treble hook. It was just a hook. It was like it was a good size hook. Yeah. And he just, he saw it, he cast out over it and snagged huh. it. <laughs> well, the things you learn when you have pond water here on the show, we're getting, uh, we're getting uh, lessons in catching gators, which I never thought I would have to learn about, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> that, that I've been on a gator hunt before in Louisiana. And it, call it a hunt's not really fair. They bait a line like yeah. those swamp people. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking that that guy did. To and out of your pond. They, that's a lot of drama when they show it on swamp people. I mean, you hook them. They're exhausted. They're they're exhausted when you get to them. Yeah. Because they've been trying to get off that hook. Well, they've been rolling and yeah. I'm right. right. They're exhausted. You pull them up. You pop. There's a little quarter size spot in the back of their head. You get them. You bend down and pop. Now, we had them on the trailer. And one of them wasn't gone yet. And you should see my little ass fly off that trailer. Then, they, <laughs> then the guy that was with us went down there and he he opened his mouth and got him again. Well, but, if you catch another one, I'm going to need you to mail that up here to West Virginia and I'll throw that little fucker in the smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke anything I love, at this I point. love alligator meat, but yeah. gators that have been in my pond weren't big enough to eat. Yeah. I'll fatten him up. I'll feed, <laughs> I'll feed, I'll feed the cat to it. I, I thought it was kind of cool having them out there, but you know, I don't want them eating up all my fish. Yeah, grandkids, I don't want anybody getting hurt. You know, <laughs> one uh, a small bite would probably take you out. So you know, we gotta keep everyone. Safe. Little ones are feisty, and my, and I, every time I've discovered one, I've been on my lawnmower because really? the noise draws them out. Oh, really? They go out of the water? They'll or... they'll swim up close and and look. They're really curious animals. Huh. They're expanding the highway here, and the, um, they're going to go to this two-lane highway that we live off of. is going to go to four lanes, and there's they're doing the bridges first, and um, it's upset some of the alligators down by the river. 
And um, mm-hmm. on two occasions now, I know that it had traffic backed up with one of them crossing the highway. Good sized ones. Mm. Well, speaking of curious animals, I'm a curious animal. What's our last song here? Uh, right. Do we have one so, more? Yeah, we have one last one. And I was surprised that this wasn't on it. That somebody Shocked. didn't pick it. Yeah. So without further ado. <laughs> Same with Iron Man. When I hear Iron Man, I think about the Road Warriors at Superstation hitting the ring. Yeah. I was just listening to Corny's uh, experience that came out yesterday, basically talking all Vince McMahon. It's quite interesting. Um, But yeah, this song is fantastic. It's a catchy little tune um, for one of the greatest tag teams of all time and the greatest one of the greatest managers of all time. So obviously it gets ranked high i don't know how high because i don't know how famous it is i think it loses points for like if you ask a lot of people what that song was i think some people wouldn't know i mean obviously it depends on the age of the person but i think if you play i think it's ftr's thing yeah, yeah I, mean, I think if you played, you know, Real American or Steve Austin's or Randy Savage's, people wouldn't know that shit. I don't know if this song carries that same cachet, so to speak. Hmm. I, but well, just the fact that it was overlooked so long, I guess I can buy into to that argument, Justin. Yeah, that's why it loses points for me. I like it. It's a good song. I mean, to me, it's um, about five. Yeah, I just think it loses some points for maybe notoriety or, I mean, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. You make make a great point. I can't argue against that. Yeah. But where would you guys put it? Obviously, Dave, obviously we said top five. That's a given. But how far down does it go? Does it go where I have it right now? Mm. That far down or... I could probably, I would probably put it behind Razor Ramon. Like right there in front of the Horseman, maybe. I think it's better than the Horseman theme. Yeah. I like the Horseman theme, though. I really do. But I do too. Yeah. But, but even just put it above, just put it there at 17. I, that's right fair. That's, that's fair. Enough. I mean, because I was thinking that it might not even crack the top 25 based on our, uh, based on Justin's argument against it. But, but that's the thing. It's like, and that's why it was so difficult to. And it also uh, falls under licensed music, so it went away. Right. But it's, and that's it's the so, obscurity of it. But it, but it's so hard to try to figure it out where people will recognize it because that's half the battle too. 
but uh but what we're gonna do we will our top 100 we are finally done. we're finally Theme there songs. and i think it's a travesty that ftr's theme's not in that top 100 this is true and you it's know who the cracks like it slipped through the cracks like the midnight express hey uh dave who's uh ftr's favorite wrestler i'm just curious Bret hart okay I just... <laughs> <laughs> you had to get that in there didn't you They've actually softened my stance against Brett. Because I like him so much. <laughs> I'd hate to see how hard it was before. <laughs> with Bluetooth, of course. Dude, dude, I've said some I've said some horrendous stuff about Brett <laughs> that I'll never repeat on a podcast. Well, I'm hoping to get this signed on uh, Saturday. So I've never got a photo op with Brett. Ever. Yeah. Brett or Hogan, and I'd like to. I, I was gonna do Brett at WrestleCon, and I was like, nah. And I thought about having Flair sign this, this magazine I showed you before. Yeah, I like that a lot. I have a Flair signature of a picture of him, and uh, I don't know. It probably looks like '84. He's in his uh, baby blue tights and his baby blue robe. There and I gotta my brother. So got many flare autographs, it's hard to justify buying another one. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm where about... I am, that's where I am with Brett's autograph. I think this will be like the when he signs this book, it'll be like the sixth thing that I have autographed from me. I'd like to get that diamond case um that his belt came in, the legacy belt. Mm-hmm. I'd, love to get him to, I'd love to get him to sign the sign the case because I display the belt in the case, and having that case autograph would be pretty neat. Conrad thinks I should get my Adidas tennis shoes autographed. Really? He thinks the tennis yeah. shoes would be a good item to get autographed. Yeah, but then, I mean, you can't ever wear them. I, I haven't worn them yet. You don't wear them anyways, yeah. <laughs> they sit on, they, they're sitting on top of the box on the Ric Flair wall. And I wish that our show was video because you guys could see that Dave's been doing the last 10 minutes of this podcast with the Million Dollar Championship for, <laughs> over his show. We don't do a video version of this? No, we do not. Oh, this belt's uncomfortable. I wish you <laughs> it takes pain to be cool. They won't get to see your beautiful face like we do, Dave. That million dollar belt is awesome. It's a gift. It's a gift that keeps on giving. I guess. I don't know. So what are we doing next week, RJ? So screenshot we are... it. So there you go. We can use go. that as on the on the Twitter gimmick. There yeah. we go. So next week, we're going to start our march to SummerSlam 96. We're going to start with the August Ooh. 5th, 1996 edition of Monday Nitro. Excuse Dave, me, Monday Nitro. The, Monday Night Raw, 90, excuse me. Is SummerSlam 96 when Shawn Michaels throws a bitch fit on Vader in the ring? Pretty much. Is that when he like yeah. calls him a black piece of shit or something? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, oh, this is... I feel sorry for Vader, man. I got to meet him. You hear these stories? I met him too. He was great. Yeah, he was so nervous. I I waited on him at uh, at Damon's when I worked in college. And he was super nice. Super nice to me. Man, when I met him, I expected, I didn't know what to expect. And, but he was so nice. He said, here, man, put the helmet on. And I was kind of worried about putting that helmet on. I oh, God, he probably fall over. No, the- it was fine. But he put the helmet on, and there's pictures of him with his arm on me, laughing about me, pointing that I got the helmet on. 
He was so oh, nice. Was, was it the, the Macedon one? Yes. Yeah, the elephant thing. Um, yeah, I I just remember shaking his hand and it just looked like my hand just disappeared. Oh, he's such a big man. And he ordered four Coors Lights with a raw egg dropped in each one of them <laughs> when I was waiting on it. <laughs> Seems about right. So the little peek behind the curtain, this night or Monday Night Raw is headlined by an 11-man battle royal. Yes, I said 11-man battle royal. It's unreal. This is in the heat of the Undertaker and Mankind feud mm-hmm. that they're going to culminate at SummerSlam, like I I'm said. I'm actually looking so, forward to this because... Are there any stakes on that battle royal? 11 seems like such an odd number. <laughs> it does. It was, I believe it was for... It is a, literally an odd number, but... It was for a championship title match. Okay. Uh, and, and this was... And this... A little context to it. It is going to be basically thrown out because of certain circumstances that will rise. Uh, Ahmed Johnson is going to end up winning it. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening, we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth next week, but um, he ends up having like internal bleeding, it like a ruptured kidney or something. I have to look at my notes. I'm actually it. looking forward to this because the summer of 96 was right before I got back into wrestling. Like I could have come, mm-hmm. you know, like it was pretty much fall of 96, I think is when I started watching again. So sometimes mm-hmm. my memory can get fuzzy with this mid 96 stuff. So it'll be good to go back and watch this actually, especially the Rawls. I, I know the SummerSlam, like I said, I, this is the one that Sean throws a bitch fit on Vader, but right. um, yeah, it'll be good to go back and watch the Rawls for this. Yeah, no doubt. So, with that being said, guys, have a you know safe travels to Nashville uh, as uh, as we're recording uh, a few days out. I know you guys are going down probably either t- or tomorrow or Friday. Is this going to um, so drop? Is this going to drop before Starcast? Yeah, this will drop the Friday of Starcast. Okay, Friday um, of Starcast. I'm making my I'm going to make my pay per view debut. I've never I've never um, refereed on pay per view before. I will be uh, refereeing for Black Label Pro. Um, and then later that night, I will make my uh, GCW debut and referee for GCW. Oh, yeah, also. that's awesome. That's awesome. So this is I'm embarking on what could be probably well, without a shadow of a doubt, Sunday's going to be the biggest, the biggest, yeah. uh, biggest moment of my 17 year career. Yeah, I mean, I went to um, of the magnitude to, of what I'm participating in. I went to a GCW show in Chicago at Top Guy Weekend last year. I actually liked it. It's actually, you know, good shit for the most part. So that should be fun for you. Guys. I sat being 2020. I wish I'd have gone to it too. Yeah. Because I went and played Top Golf with Rotten Crotch, and then he went to the show. He went to the GCW, and I, I, I and stole I, I stole Brandy's front row seat. <laughs> she, <laughs> she didn't want to go, so I went. There you go. So it worked out for everybody. I'm gonna spend New Year's Eve with Brandy. I know she said that. Yeah, you She's guys are going to Dallas. We're gonna meet up in Dallas, and uh, me and her, and my wife, and probably some of my friends from um, from Dallas also are gonna go to uh, the Dallas Stars game against San, so- San Jose that night. Uh-huh. And then after the game, we go out to Victory Plaza, and they do a ball drop like for New Year's Eve because it's yeah, it's really cool. It's a really cool thing. Uh, I've got a friend that has access to a suite, but I think that the I honestly think our our 
no matter how many people, if we max out how many people we can put in there, I still think it's a little bit a little rich for my blood on that. Yeah. Be able to do that, but and I'd rather actually sit in the arena anyway. But I'm yeah. excited that me and me and Brandy have become really good friends and getting yep. to, getting to meet up with her and go watch hockey because that's that's what we bonded over over this hockey season. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the awesome thing about the ad free family is we've all made a lot of friends. I know that I've been all over the country hanging out with uh, a lot of the people on ad free shows, Brandy included. And I'm looking forward to seeing you and everyone else this weekend in Nashville. It should be a fucking fantastic time. So I'm looking forward to it too. And I know that you're going to stay awake all night this time and not pass out early. So that's, no, I'm going to tell you what, I'm never, <laughs> If 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 I get a drink and the bartender didn't hand it to me, I'm not drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to. I'm not. I mean, I'm going to be. You're going to be in work mode. I'm going to be in work mode, y'all. Yeah. I, I guarantee y'all will never see me like that again, ever. Oh, I know. I was just giving you hell. I was just giving. Uh, I may. I may. If I get there Wednesday night, I'll probably have a few beers at Nudie's listening to music. On, um, I love going to nudies in Nashville. This is my first trip to Nashville to like hang out. I kind of drove through it. Actually, I went to Zany's to watch Tony's live sh- or uh, Eric Bischoff's live show that to Tony was on about three years ago. To be clear, uh, nudies is not it's not a strip club. It's a it's yeah. a music bar named after a guy named Nudie that was uh, responsible for the country um, the rhinestone sequence Porter Wagner type. The rhinestone Nudie suits are what they call them, and yeah. that's named after him. And that's what that bar is named I got after. You. Yeah. And uh, well, I told some people I'm going to Nudie's, and they go, "Is Stephanie going to there with you?" <laughs> <laughs> it never hit me that they thought it was. Yeah. But I just, um, I'm looking forward to getting to Nashville. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. Um, I, I value, I value all the friendships that I've made through ad free shows. Uh, Conrad's vision for ad free shows was exactly that because our group bonded over a love of wrestling belts and mm-hmm. hanging out at the NWA fan fest in Charlotte. And uh, he wants it. He, he wanted that same kind of community for everybody. And he's building. And, and I've seen know. it. I mean, I've, I've seen it and how many podcasts groups of friends started their own podcasts because of it. Right. I mean, and you and I were both at, you know, low-key Big Hog Weekend 1 right. in Huntsville. And to see the growth of everything from, you know, then to now is really amazing. I mean, because back then, Dave, you know, back then we had to pay a certain amount to be on Bruce's Patreon. We had to pay a certain amount to be on Eric's. We had to pay a certain amount to be on Tony's. So you had to pay for all. And basically all you got was bonus shows. You got to go to low-key Big Hog Weekend. But... As far as content, it was just kind of the shows and some bonus shows. Right. And the explosion of content over the last few years is really, you know, from title chase to conversations with Conrad to all the different podcasts to all the different Zoom events. I mean, I don't know that without COVID that we would have used Zoom as much as we have, but obviously that's been a, a great thing. Like I just Zoomed with Tony Schiavone last night. So, and it's just amazing what Conrad has done. I mean, hell, I even bought a house through Conrad. So, 
Um, it's another reason why I'm looking forward to seeing everyone this weekend is just because like you said, it is a family and it has grown to be that thanks to, uh, the pod father. I've, I've financed, I've refinanced the Conrad twice. I mean, when I tell y'all he saved me a hundred thousand dollars, he saved me a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I, that wasn't a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand, eight hundred dollars is what he saved me. I just mean, on, uh, just on interest. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So. He got me a fine fellow. He'll do that for you too. So that's right. He got me a sweet 2.3% interest rate on my house, which I was very happy about. So 2.7 on a manufactured home. That's unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I guess we're done kissing uh, Conrad's fat ass now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just laying back and letting you two hands, hands cackle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> If you're That's on a time limit when you have me on, you forget about it because I'll never stop. <laughs> well, just just start talking. Well, don't start talking about geese because then you'll be going off even more. Y'all you, know, uh, you know, I I did mention like all the cool things that I'm going to get to see this weekend. Another cool thing I'm going to get to see is I've never got to see my buddy Dave work in person in the ring. So I'm yeah. excited. To see I'm excited. That. I'm excited that my friends are going to get to see that. I mean, you could you go find stuff on YouTube. Um, yeah, but. I'm excited. I'm really excited that I'm finally going to get to my friends are going to get to see me. Yeah. And, it's going to uh, be awesome. And and I will report on every fuck up that he does. Don't worry, everyone. It's <laughs> been video and messages. Well, and... I'm going to, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not worried about how to referee. I don't know how to referee. I've been doing this 17 years. Yeah. Um, Just the uh, environment's going to be so much different probably. Well, and also, I, it's been a while since I had to be concerned with hard cam. Right. Refereeing yeah. for a television product. And I know how to do it. I was taught how to do it in the beginning. Yeah. I just haven't with so many, especially the shows I do in this area of the country. I mean. And, and what people don't understand is it's not just raising the guy's arm at the end in front, you know, on the hard camera side, it's getting your body in position to count with the hard camera, not looking well, at your ass every time and stuff. I, like that. My concern that I'm looking at your shoulders when I'm counting supersedes that you want me at this part of the camera. Yeah. So I go into it like y'all are recording this crap for YouTube. I'm going to call this thing and I'm going to look like I'm can't, I mean, I'm going to see the shoulders. I'm going to get down there. I'm going to move around. I mean, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Now I have to keep the TV product in mind and that, and you get, you get comfortable not worrying about the camera. Yeah. So, I mean, but if, if a promoter says, Hey, we're going to do this we got, we got to, I mean, we're getting our, we have to hit our times because we're, we're doing, we're making a, we're making a, a DVD. Then, you know, or we're going to get this, we need this much time to be able to put it, to put it online. Then, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm more, I'm more aware of what's going on. Well, hopefully the promoter this weekend isn't too big of an asshole to you. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> oh, he's 100% an asshole to me. But, <laughs> we know but, that. But it comes from a place of love. That's right. He know he he has no sold me so many times, <laughs> it's, and it's just hilarious when he does it. I cut a promo on him at uh, Loki Big Hog Weekend when we did the flare promos in the in the robe with the belt, 
And I caught a well, promo. He no sells everything. It, and he just sat there and stared at me and no sold the shit out of it. You can I'm make thinking. him sell or laugh at something. You've done something. Yeah. Yeah. But with that being said, Dave, thanks for uh, coming on again. We look forward to having you on again. Very, 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 very in, uh, in the near future. Look forward um, to being back. And uh, yeah. Definitely, I'll, I'll be next time. Ask me about my Walmart returns, and we'll we'll have we'll replace the goose story with with even. <laughs> oh, I want to hear this. We're, I'm writing that. We're, we're gonna say write it down. We're gonna say it because we'll be here for another six hours. But head over to castby.com/slash/ringsiderant. All our platforms are there. All our socials are there. Merch is there. Uh, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. Uh, Everything's right there. Thanks to Shining Wizards Wrestling Network, full press coverage, as well as Wrestling with Johnish for having us on your great networks. And until next time, Justin, you got anything? I know it's usually got something to say at the end. Uh, no, just uh, like I said, super excited for this weekend, and hopefully old Pondwater over there makes some uh, money, 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 money.